I'm reading from, I'm reading from John 1, verse, chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognise the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognise the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. From uh, John 1, verse 1, 43 to the end, and it's on page 1005. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph of Nazareth. Can any good thing come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw that Nathanael was approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Angie. Thanks, Rachel. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you will open us up to your word. Speak into our hearts, Lord, through your amazing love and help us as we learn together and build the body of Christ together in this place for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you can see, we're looking at gifts for all and all of the spiritual gifts are for all and it's about building up the fellowship here and the fellowship of believers, that we can actually move safely within the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to bring. So gifts for all, belonging, believing, and 
becoming. And this is all part, isn't it, of the same series that we move through in John. We're now moving into the spiritual gifts, and we've had two sermons already, one from Fabian and one from Steve, both of which were excellent. And today, we're looking at, from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10, the gift of discernment. So there's a dictionary definition here, um, which I looked up, which is about a keen perception or judgment, to recognize or perceive clearly, or discerning, having or showing good taste or judgment, discriminating. Now we started with a Bible reading from 1 John, which I'll refer to a bit later, but the Bible reading from John's Gospel Chapter 1, verse 43, which you'll find on 1005 in your Bibles, um, to the end, that there's a lot going on in this reading. We see Jesus clearly seeing, knowing all about Nathaniel. We also see that Jesus knew exactly what was in Nathaniel's heart, that there was nothing false in him. Also, he knew that he was an Israelite. So there's an indication that this was a rare quality to be found, a sense of irony, I think, going on here. Nathaniel says, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Nathaniel clearly recognizes that Jesus was this amazing person, but it was not discerned. He clearly said it because of what Jesus had said to him that he had seen him. The promise then is that Nathaniel will see a whole lot more. He will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The spiritual gifts are for all who have been born again of God's Spirit. Simon Ponsonby in his book, God Inside Out, says this about discerning of spirits. This is not some natural ability of deductive logic based on experience. This is a spiritual gift which enables one to understand the spirit operating within a person or a place. 1 John 4, 1, uh, which I'll read out, says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Why? Why? Because false prophets have gone out among the churches. So it may also be used to differentiate or properly judge prophecies. If you look at 1 Corinthians 14, 29, that says, Two or three prophets should speak, and others should weigh carefully what is said. We have a responsibility to God and to each other, not just to take things on board, but to test every spirit to know whether it is from God. So important that if we want to be built up in the body of Christ, that we know that what is being said is from the Lord, because he wants to build up, not tear down. I haven't heard many people asking for this particular gift, not as a first choice. Discerning of spirits can seem a bit of a heavy ask. 
It was, however, the first spiritual gift that I received, even before the gift of speaking in other tongues. I knew this gift at work. And once received, and the Holy Spirit gives gifts according to his will and grace, if then we ask how it should be used, and that's so important, because we're human, we get it wrong, we need to ask God how to use the gift. So we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us how to use this gift. And in my experience, he is faithful, and he will do it. You may not have any choice in the matter either. It may be that the Holy Spirit is going to give you this gift. You may not have a choice. God is the giver of gifts, and he gives them without partiality or favor. And again, let's emphasize the reason for doing this is to build up the body of Christ. Now, Simon Ponsonby continues in his book, uh, and he's referring to Matthew 16, verse 17, where Peter discerns who Jesus is. I'm sure you all remember that story. And he says, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He discerns who Jesus is, and he speaks it out. And Jesus blesses Peter for speaking by revelation of the Father. Moving on to chapter 16, 23, verse 23, this is where Peter suggests that Jesus should pass on by and not suffer. Jesus rebukes Peter for speaking by inspiration of Satan. Must have been quite hard, that. One minute being applauded, and the next minute being told you're speaking from a completely different source. Christ sees the Spirit speaking. Christ sees the devil speaking. And he always knew when man's flesh was speaking too. And in these cases, Peter spoke, but in both cases, he was inspired either by God or Satan. Simon Ponsonby says, there are human spirits of the flesh, demonic spirits, and the Holy Spirit. And sometimes they can appear like each other. So Jesus, in this particular story, is clearly demonstrating the gift of discernment of spirits. Test every spirit to know what is from God. That's 1 John 4, verses 1 to 6. Test every spirit to see whether they're from God. The gift of discernment helps us to distinguish which is operative. This is really important because these gifts are for all. They're for building up the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit speaking, the flesh speaking, or the devil. And the gift is so important to the body of Christ and the upbuilding of it. There are many examples of bad teaching in the letters in the New Testament. Plenty of examples too when Jesus walked this earth and the lives and teaching of the religious leaders of the day. He set himself, didn't he, to expose that which was definitely just the human flesh. False prophets are scattered all the way through the Bible and Elijah demonstrates just how strong this spirit of false prophecy can be. So we are to weigh things up and also to see whether these things are from God. It's not to say that we should then fear moving in the spiritual gifts, but it does say that as we do, we need to be sure-footed and to know what is and what is not from the Lord. 
Is it coming from a person's own thoughts? Is it coming from God? Or is it coming from another source which will spiritually depress the fellowship? So let's look at some more examples from Scripture to demonstrate how this spiritual gift is used and is effective. I'd like you to turn up 1 Corinthians, please, chapter 2. And if we look at verse 6 on, we see it's speaking of wisdom from the Spirit. It's also touching on discernment in verse 14, it says, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for he cannot understand them, for they are spiritually discerned. So this is actually saying, and the passage is headed up wisdom from God's spirit, that God's spirit is the only person who truly knows what's going on inside of us, and he gives some with the spiritual gift of discernment so that his church may be safeguarded against false doctrine and spirit, to build up the church, to keep us on track, to keep us moving in the truth and the light moving on up and that is what the revelatory gifts about and when I talk of revelatory gifts I'm talking about wisdom knowledge prophecy tongues all of those things interpretation reveal God in our midst and what he wants to do to build up the body of Christ and that's why embedded within these gifts discernment is there because this spiritual gift of revealing what spirit something is of is so important we have to test everything that is said Luke 3 verse 5 says, What is crooked shall be made straight, or the crooked road shall become straight. That's the rough way made smooth. Do you remember we looked at that at the beginning of our John series? And it talked about looking again at the bigger picture of God's kingdom breaking in on our world. And that was really exciting. And actually, this is just another phase of of that belonging, believing, and becoming aspect of of our church life. This sermon series is about belonging, believing, and becoming. And without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's impossible for us to become more in the image of Christ. Therefore, we should eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Each one of us needs to be straightened out. When using the gift of discernment as it's given by the Holy Spirit, humility and acceptance need to be a part of who we are so that we can work with these supernaturally revealing gifts. Fabian spoke of this need to be humble about receiving these gifts. We're not called to judge others. We are called to creatively use this gift for the building up of the body of Christ or to enable those who are struggling spiritually and cannot find their way to Christ to understand why. This is how the gift of discernment operates. We always have to recognize what we are in ourselves and that we are saved by grace and not by works so that no one can boast. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. 
We also hold in tension the fact that we are called in God's word not to count ourselves more worthy than others, nor to think that we stand, lest we fall. And the last reference is all related to being proud. And we know that pride goes before a fall. So Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more worthy than yourselves. The rule of Columbanus, an early Celtic saint, is a good rule of life to follow. He said, True discernment is the inseparable companion of Christian humility and opens the way to us becoming more as true soldiers of Christ. Not being hijacked into crooked ways is so important. The wrong way to go is by doing evil things. So malice, bitterness, irreverence, discrimination, lying, greed, hatred, discord, bitterness, wrong spiritual practices. These create crooked paths within us. Walking with truth, goodness, integrity, devotion, fairness, mercy, caring, peace, spiritual joy, with the fruit of the Spirit, all these things are good. And if we weigh our actions in a just balance of true discernment, we should not be hijacked into wrong ways, into crooked ways. And if we walk by the divine light... We won't go astray either to the right or the left, but we shall always keep on the straight way, saying along with the psalmist, O my God, light up my darkness, for through you I shall be delivered from temptation. Now holding the tension of what I've just said, how does the gift of discernment work? What examples are there in God's word that teach us how to work with it? And finally, what examples can I give you of how this gift works? If you like, how does this gift make it a gift that differs from everyday discernment in our lives? We've already looked at Peter and his two responses to Jesus and what Jesus said to him. So we've clearly seen that our Lord operating in the gift of discernment there. Let's now look at Paul, discerning the spirit at work in the slave girl's life in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Just actually going to read out this little bit. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days and finally Peter became troubled that he turned round and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment the spirit left her and it caused some real upset. You know, there's been some really bad moments in the Christian church where this gift has been in the hands of abusers. And they've done things that have actually brought fellowships down. That isn't what we want to do here. We want to walk in truth with God's hand upon us and in humility and check everything out. And there are elders in the church and it's always good not to, not to kind of launch in 
and spend time just seeing what God really wants you to do if there's something that is spoken in truth. But let others help you with that discernment process unless you're really experienced and you know what you're doing. History teaches us we have to be discerning about discernment too. If you want to look further into the Old Testament view of of the particular spirits that can be at work in people's lives, look at Deuteronomy chapter 18. Do that as a homework. John Wimber had this to say. The discerning of spirits is the supernatural capacity to judge whether the motivating factor in a person is human, divine, or demonic. It is the supernatural insight into the source of activity. The last gift is especially important for knowing how to pray accurately for a person's healing. All of these gifts are given by grace and they are for the whole body of Christ so that we may have different impartations of the Holy Spirit's revelatory power, but we can all ask for these gifts. And if they are given, it's not because of us or any individual being more important, but for use to build up the whole body of Christ. Now, John Wimber calls these the gracelets of discernment, and they're experienced through a variety of means. Gracelets are occasional manifestations or anointing of gifts for specific purposes, for the good of the congregation. Now, that can come through inspirations, that's floods of thought with specific fact describing situations. It can come in dreams and visions, pictures in the mind's eye, and these pictures may include faces, words, situations. It could be impressions, a deep knowing in one's spirit, sometimes a word at the beginning of a sentence that triggers a cluster of impressions. Or scripture verses, passages that trigger insight for a particular situation. For me, from uh, an early point of receiving this gift, it's always been a strong, commanding voice that is completely specific in letting me know what spirit is in operation in whatever given situation that he wants to reveal something. If the Holy Spirit wants to make something known to me, I hear that as a strong, commanding voice. He is Lord when this happens. It's not something I'm controlling. It's a gift and a grace of God and for the building up of the body of Christ. And again, with discernment, you don't always launch in. You pray, you hold that before the Lord. Is it something the Lord wants you to share? Never be overconfident, but never be fearful to exercise that ministry and gift. What particular situation is being revealed and why? Well, because he wants to change that. So in experience, how have I handled situations? How would you? When Norman and I were working as port missionaries in Tilbury Docks, we had, um, this was fairly early days for us as well. So that would be, what, 37 years ago, something like that. Um, This is pretty dramatic, and they're not always dramatic, but this one is. We used to go to a Pentecostal church in Grays, and we gave a man lift back to Tilbury one evening in the back of the car. 
And it shows how many years ago, because God speaks our language, and he was speaking in fairly old-fashioned terms when he revealed to me something about the man in the back of the car. Spirit of molestation. And I thought, oh, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do with that? So I told Norman about it, and we prayed. Lord, what do you want us to do with that? And we let the man get out of the car. And the following week, we gave him another lift home. And the Lord said, clearly again. And I said to him, what happened with your ex-wife? Why is it you're not allowed to see your, you know, the children? Oh, he said, that's because they said I was messing about with them. But I wasn't. That wasn't true. So the Holy Spirit very strongly encouraged me to say the next words, which were, well, that's simply not what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. He's saying it's true. No, no, it's not true. And I said, well, some real ill is going to befall you if you don't repent. The next morning, at seven o'clock in the morning, we had this banging on the lighthouse door And Norman opened the door, and the man was standing there, and he said, what the Holy Spirit told your wife was right, he said, and I've come to repent. So we called the pastor of the Pentecostal church to come down and minister into that situation. Another time, we were on a a tube in London, and it was quite a strong and a fearful experience because it, it was just very obvious that this man was a top Satanist and he knew us, clearly knew us, and we clearly knew him. And we were able to put a prayer wall around us of protection. And we did that, but it was pretty scary. But the Lord showed us clearly what we were to do, and that was to pray. I found the most difficult thing in working with this gift is the difficulty it can produce in others to receive any imparted wisdom. So it's a case of always holding it, taking it to prayer, and then once that discernment process has started, just really asking God, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to pray? How do you want me to act? Do I need to go and seek the counsel of others? And I would just simply, while you're growing in that gift, do that. Go and see the older members of the church, the, uh, the leadership, and let them help you move in that. But don't be afraid to ask for this gift. And if you get it and you haven't asked, don't be surprised. In the body of Christ, this is what we're called to do. Discern whether any of the spiritual gifts that are manifesting are indeed of the Spirit of the Lord. Is it in accord with the Scriptures? Will it build up or tear down? Is this in error or is it of the truth? The darker forces can and will masquerade as angels of light, so it won't always be obvious. This gift is essential where the spiritual gifts are moving within a fellowship. Commit yourselves to prayer in the first instance, asking for insight, knowledge of God's will, that his will may be done over any revealed information. How does God want me to handle it? Is it knowledge for prayer or for speaking into a situation? And don't be afraid. That's an angelic bidding. Don't be afraid. This is for us to grow, to grow the body of Christ, So trust in him.
As Steve said last week, ask, seek, and knock. He won't give horrible things to you. He'll give good gifts to you. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you will build up the body of Christ in this place with all of the gifts of your Holy Spirit and that you will shed a broad light upon us, Father, that the gift of discernment may be truly exercised, that we may keep walking that straight path that you have for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.